0: What up, Kev? <laughs> I just experienced a uh, just a slight nervous breakdown there, man. Because you started counting down, and I, um, I blanked out. I forgot what I was supposed to do for, for <laughs> the five and the four. I was scrambling for an answer.
1: Just, hey, but just wanted to have, you know. just
0: wanted to be transparent with the audience, <laughs> per usual. Uh, Kev
1: recovers quite nicely. <laughs> no harm, no foul. Y'all yeah, saw nothing. Pick, up, nothing. pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yo, what's good, man? What's good? How's your week been so far, man?
0: Good, 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 man. Finally got some sleep this weekend. Wow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> what? How did you manage that? Well, this is what's going on here. So I have this... I don't want to call it a smart watch because it's not that smart. Smart ass watch. It is. It is. It's kind of, it, and it's supposed to tell me, it gives me the sleep score, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. And, and, and I just realized, I, I think it might just be messing with me.
1: <laughs> okay. Like just randomly
0: this, throwing sorry. out, you know, just like we're going to give them a little, you know. He's had a tough he had a tough couple of days. Let's throw him up into the eighties or and God forbid the nineties and make him feel really good for the first thirty minutes of his morning until he realizes he didn't actually sleep that well. Wow. Yo, if your watch is doing that, that is so cold blooded. It's it's man. It's the first step imagine. on the, the path toward the singularity. <laughs>
1: I have one of those too, man. But I cannot sleep with a watch on. I can't sleep with rings. You know what? That's exactly
0: on. what I thought. But guess what? I got used to it. But you know, did you really? I did. I did. I got used to it. I I would. I hated the idea of doing that. But then I was like, well, what's the point if this is one of the yeah, sort of yeah, key absolutely. functions? Also, you totally know what? Understand. This it strikes me that um, because I understand the fear of 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 artificial intelligence and sort of uh, you know the cyber world sure. taking over. Okay. Um, But this is the thing. We are not that bright as a species. We really aren't. Fair. You know, like we can spend all day talking about how much smarter we are than earthworms or whatever the case may be. But do you, I, I mean, have you seen what computers were able to do 50 years ago?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: It's so you know, if Moore's law still applies, the AI takeover is is not like, you know, five years away. It's here. It's happened already. It's already happened. Sure. Yes.
1: See I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Right, yeah. S- sleep is a
0: cornerstone of that. good health. And and my watch, it's not even a main, the, the the main gadget in my life, right? It's like my it's like my side piece. You know, my phone is my lady. <laughs> My watch is my side, and and my side piece has me, has me all twisted up, man. That's not cool.
1: You yeah, know why?
0: Because well, I'm not why? bright. <laughs> I said it. I I made fun of the watch. It's not a smart watch. I'm not a smart dude. Well, what, why I, do I, I deserve would, a smart watch?
1: I I would disagree there, but I I will say that um, to to make something comedic a little more serious than necessary, I I do think that we're already in a place. That many people fear we're we're getting to, like we've we've been there.
0: You think so? You know what I mean? So let's yeah. See. I mean,
1: come on. Think about it. Money is just numbers. Like, it, do we want to turn this show into into the back of the the, the hip hop club conspiracy theory hour? Look, it's just no. You don't have any of the money that you say you have. It's no. Num- everything is numbers, and and you know, I, at, at this point, you're already living it. Dude. So me, I'm gonna run. Thing. I'm just
0: gonna run things back. You know, sort of a. Uh, um previously on Rap Section. And the money is
1: a numbers thing is just one example. I have so so many of others, but go ahead. So
0: so far, so today, money is uh, a lie, is what you're saying. Last week, you said that hip hop's dead. And then I think the week before that was when you said that the earth is flat, right? I did not say the earth is flat.
1: (laughs) And last week was not when I said hip hop is dead. It was like months ago. And I was like three years... Three to five years too late when I said it back then. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, uh, you know what, man? (laughs) I'm not even good. All right. (laughs) Let me get to the opening question because, um, I thought this was a, okay. As I told you last week, I recently went to a, uh, you know, a show, an alternative music show. I didn't know a lot of the songs or whatever, but, I, um, to kind of preface this question, I don't go to concerts and I haven't, the last concert I went to before the one I took my daughter to recently, actual concert, mm-hmm. not like show or whatever, like full on concert was like the Jackson 5 tour with my mom when
0: I was like nine. Wait, how can you, so you don't count any of the shows we went to or anything like that then? Shows. You're about concert, concert I'm talking about concerts with, wow. with pyrotechnics and
1: stuff you know
0: i didn't know that that's amazing yeah
1: i i i had resigned to not going to concerts uh when i started rapping because i just could not get over the jealousy of not being up on stage right oh wow Wow. yeah yeah, it's it's a it's a thing i'm I'm totally willing to admit i've you know done my own personal therapy however (laughs) um after taking my daughter to this last this concert, I was like, "Man, I missed out. These are so fun." Because mm. I don't have any, because I don't care about rapping anymore. I don't care to rap. It's it's over now. So now I can actually just sit there and enjoy it. Mike Shinoda came out. I, you know, I was like, "Yo, that's dope!" Like, right? And it got me to thinking, Kev. Mm-hmm. If you could go back in time and see any concert, what concert would it be?
0: It wouldn't be a concert. It would probably be. Um I have a few answers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat. Okay. I'm going to give you a I'm few answers. To, I'm,
1: I'm down for a few answers.
0: Answer number one on the list is probably 1986. Uh, was it Fresh Fest or Raising Hell Tour at the Long Beach Arena? Oh, yeah. Just with, just remember, was, with was, all yeah. the phone books. That's back when we still have phone books, so I would just have to make sure that those were <laughs> securely taped around my entire torso. <laughs> okay. But I can go back a few more years, which – I, I didn't miss out on it because I don't think I would have been able to go. but And it wouldn't have been the whole concert because that would have been gross. But just Jimi Hendrix at, at, at Woodstock, I think, would have been worthwhile thing to uh, see. Ah, word, word up. Word um, let see. What else? Um, Purple Rain Tour. Oh. That, that sounds fresh. And the one band that I really wish I would have seen the original lineup would have been Earth, Wind & Fire. Banging,
1: all banging. How about you? Definitely could add all of those to my list. However, there's only one answer that came to mind after seeing all the pyrotechnics and all of the, the you know fanfare.
0: Limp Bizkit, Parliament,
1: right? Parliament, <laughs> Funkadelic.
0: Oh, The crazy thing. Well, that's another one of those like the the preface I put on the Earth, Wind and Fire because I've seen. I've seen iterations of... It's more of like a George Clinton show than anything <laughs> else. Um, but, God, I wish I could remember the first time I saw him. Um, it was it was a good show. It was a really good show. And he'll get up yeah. there and he'll perform for as long until they kick him off the stage, right? It's right, so like right, I, right. I saw him at Brand Center at UCI play mm. for like three and a half hours. And wow. by the it, when we we walked in, you know, it's a big arena. I mean, you know, big um, stadium, yeah, right? Big and, and yeah, yeah. Um, And it was pretty full when we walked in there. When he was done, there was not a lot of people. there. <laughs> <and everybody laughs> people got dying. tired of it.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm like to see the like mothership. Yeah, yeah. Original. Just the, original, the, just the yeah. whole that had to be crazy. Now, see, now that now I think of it, thinking
0: about, of more. Slide the Family well, Stone, Slide the Family Stone,
1: fantastic. or Curtis Mayfield is another yep. one that came to mind for me. Oh,
0: um, That That's your yeah, Wattstax,
1: the whole event. Yeah, well, yeah, the documentary on that when I watched that years ago was hella inspiring. But speaking specifically to the part of the thing and why it's uh, hitting me is so I know that there are are exceptions. Right, but a a rap concert and a rap show don't stray that far away from each other. Mm. You you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, I, like I said, I know there are exceptions. I I understand that. I know you know, uh, Dre and Snoop bringing out the Lolo onto the stage mm-hmm. and 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 the different different elements of artistry that go into a concert. This is something I I am in forty seven years. Never thought about until I actually watched this. Last, until I went to this last, so to see that some bands had some things, other bands didn't. But to see the imagery that goes along with the performance mm. was what made it different to me. Like, oh, okay, that's the difference. If I, I'm thinking if Trek Life ever had a concert, it would be like, oh, okay, now I'm gonna do the same thing I do on this little stage with some, you know, instead with a larger audience. But apparently, and clearly, that's not the key. And forgive me, y'all, if I sound like a like a twelve year old. But honestly, I never thought about this before in my entire life. So, thinking of the the actual performance that Parliament must have put on, I mean, that what people say and and, yeah. and and all of the visual aspects that you got from that show, including the Purple Rain show, including when I was nine or ten when we went to the Jackson Five joint, there was there was a lot of actual. Stuff I think, like, they did this, like, fake thing where Michael Jackson got, like, kidnapped on stage or something. It was, like, a weird thing. I don't know. I <laughs> mildly remember it. But, you know, it was like, where did Mike go? Oh, he's over there. You know, <laughs> oh, he's coming down from the, the ceiling or whatever, right? So that was, it. That was at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. Oh, way. wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. dope.
1: Um, I remember that. Um, we were on the lawn. So all all that being said, I might check out a few more. And they, they probably won't all be like rap or, or whatever. But I might actually I might actually be down and like check out a few more concerts.
0: And I didn't even uh, think about it when you were telling, you know, talking about the, the show. Did they have like, you know, the big screens and all that stuff up on stage? Mm-hmm. And okay. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the kind of thing that, yeah, man, like honestly, another answer I just thought of that like I you would have to really I would not. Go to any of this dude shows anymore, even though I'd imagine they might not be bad. But um, that glow in the dark tour looked so dope. On like, because that wasn't that was, yeah. a, that was yeah. the to me like sort of he set the bar for all that you know the staging and that in- being being a little bit more interesting and you know, and I think I think from what I could tell on watching like on YouTube and stuff like the stage was like a screen too, like yeah, you know, like yeah, like pretty dope, you know. He hit everybody else, like I think eight track was probably you know off of the balcony somewhere <laughs> uh. hidden behind a curtain or something but um but yeah man I, that that you know like that kind of stuff, yeah, I didn't even think about that, that would be cool, I mean, I've been to a lately you know couple shows at like um Ford theater, you know, grown up stuff yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, like Hollywood Bowl. we saw Lauren there recently and she was on time, so I'm not even sure if that was actually her. Um, but, well, oh, you know, but I've outside. seen some dope shows, though. You know, I've seen... Oh, my God. One of my favorite things I've ever gone to was Sade at the Greek theater. And, and Wifey's going to get tired of me telling her that, you know, that's the one show I want to see again before, you know, one of us I, is gone. I mean, I'm gonna, <laughs>
1: I'm going to... And cheat entirely Like the Roots show Oh yeah The first time I saw them At House of Blues Was like Mm. But I I was telling My daughter this morning Kara's one man Mm. Seeing Kara's one perform I've seen him At you know A show 300, 400 people Mm -hmm. I saw him on the lawn At Cal Poly I saw him at Bridges which I don't care what any of y'all say, Bridges was his best perform, like the best performance I've ever seen was at the club. I that at, <laughs> at World Papers Club, Bridges. I'll tell you the story in a minute. And then I saw yeah. him at like an open mic. And <laughs> every single time, hands down, the best performer I would ever seen. Wow. But it's Him and Black Dot alike. Yeah, and uh, I'll throw somebody else out there that people aren't going to be. Or people are gonna be like, "What?" But aloe black is crazy on stage too. But um, mm-hmm. before I, before we jump to the, the segment, I don't know, if, I don't know, I don't think we knew each other entirely yet. When, well, no, we did, but but I don't think he went to bridges this night. Um, confident was performing. Oh, Okay, remember? Con Con was performing. He brought out Buckshot Shorty. Buckshot Shorty okay. came to the show. And with Bucks Shorty or within the same vicinity, Keras One came out, right? Okay. Keris One came to the show. Now he came up, we were like, Oh snap, it's Keras One. He said, What's up to Mark Love, introduced himself. And Blue was like, Yo, rock something real quick. And and you know, Keras was like, nah, let's go backstage and talk about money. And Blue was like, Blue, Blue sweet talked him into just doing it. Nice. How is so, Blue, by the way? Apparently he's doing well. I gotta check yeah. in on him, but I, I believe he's doing well. So check it out. The If you remember the Bridges stage, the subwoofers were part of the stage, right? What, was, was, the to,
0: what was the spot? What was the venue?
1: That was Zen Sushi.
0: Okay, yes. Zen yes, Sushi, yes, the yes.
1: upstairs, right? Where the, where the two speakers were in the front mm-hmm. and in the stage. So you when you performed, you pretty much just walked up on the subwoofers, right? <laughs> well, there was a gap in between the speakers. Uh-oh. So Chris comes out, hype, running from a Honda DJ booth. Steps into the gap, it falls straight <laughs> forward into the crowd. Right? Oh my god! I'm like, oh no! Like it's falling slow motion, like some like bounty commercial, right? <laughs> <laughs> and bro, they catch this dude. Wow! Lift him back up on stage. I swear to g- no exaggeration, like. The crowd catches him, lifts him back up on stage, like kind of like, like a like a smooth criminal, like how you know, Mike <laughs> like leaned forward, got caught, in it, right, and it looked dead like that, but with with hands, <laughs> and they lifted him back up on stage, and he didn't miss a beat.
0: That's dope. He rapped
1: through the whole thing, Kev. That's I'm dope. like, if he fell on his face, would he have kept going? Because <laughs> there's no way he could have expected them to catch him.
0: Wow, you know what I mean? That's didn't crazy. Miss a beat.
1: Kept a whole. I'm like, dude.
0: Yeah, Chris is uh, yeah. unreal. Insane. We it forgot about him too, but I've seen him. Yeah. Well, but I, Chris, I yeah, so, you know, he can, and he's good at rocking, like, you you know, like I think you're part of what you're pointing out is that he can rock 10 people the same way that he rocks 100,000. Right? Anything, yes. So, yeah, I've seen him in Big Cross. I also, shortly after I moved to, to New York, um, you know, and I had worked for him for a couple of years not too long before I moved, right? So we were in touch and um he rocked a show at this spot in Brooklyn called Southpaw, I I wanna say. Which I'm I'm imagining is not still open, but a relatively small, sort of a a dope, grimy little spot. Um kinda like Viper Room, maybe or something like that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay, um, but yeah, the, the it was. I got there. It was it was hella snowing. I finally got in there, nice and warm. It's not too crazy. Get up to the front of the stage. So what's up. Small stage, and he's just got a, a a stool on on stage like a bar stool. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And I look, and there's there's a turntable on the the bar stool, right? And I was like, all right. So he rocks and midway through the show, Grand Wizard Theodore comes out and starts doing needle drops on that turntable that's on the bar. I was like, oh my God. And this is before I knew Theodore. So it was like, this is like, wow, you know, real dope. So was that Jackson 5 show the first show you ever went went to? The first concert? First,
1: yeah, first and only for years.
0: Was that the Victory Tour?
1: Victory Tour, yes. Thank you. Okay, Victory Tour.
0: The funny yep. thing is I think that's Wifey's uh big concert memory as well. Really? You know, really? Off of yeah, in Chicago vict- somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Victory Tour um with my mom and I want to say oh I know, I know um um uh, Shirley Hoffman, rest in peace. Uh friend hmm. of my my friend of the family. Um I believe that's who we went with. But yeah, it was a uh, I mean, you know, I was I I don't think I was old enough to appreciate it as much as I I would have, you know, if I was just a couple of years older, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, cuz like, I never went to yeah. The first concert I went to was with a few buddies. That was It was supposed to be Confunction. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Oh man, this is uh, you put a date on that milk carton right there, boy.
0: But, uh, man, that date <laughs> That date is in Roman numerals, my man. That milk is not pasteurized. <laughs> and this was at the Great Western Forum. Okay, wow. yeah, wow. so this was is it was confu- it it's supposed to be convention. They got sick or something like that, so they didn't show up. then it was so it was Bobby Brown opening for new edition, I think. And cool in the game. Mm -hmm. So I was like, but probably the most memorable young concert going experience I had was one night at Disneyland here, right here in Anaheim, California. Mm -hmm. It was, there was music on multiple stages around the park. And I don't know if they still do this. Cause I would imagine it's like a very difficult thing to manage. Like I don't know. Thinking back, I don't know who decided to do this, and I'm sure whoever it was really pissed off every security person in in, in the park. Because <laughs> it was bananas. Like to uh, Tomorrowland, the stage that like comes up out of the—I don't know if it's still there. Oh, yeah. But remember yeah, that yeah. stage used to yeah, come up out that. of the. Yep. Yep. Um, Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick nah no. with okay. I think with Chill Will and Barry B both on stage. Wow. Okay. Um. There's there was another stage. This was like a ways grad so night we- performance or something like that.
1: Right? I just- don't know.
0: We weren't there for grad night, but I don't. It could have been, I guess. But it was like, um, in one of the other smaller venues was. Do you remember the Jets? Hmm. Them. Yes. Who I was in love with the, the the girls and the Jets of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, on the on the, like they had a riverboat stage in the middle of the the river, like in Frontierland, right? Yep. Ready for the world, and then once again, it like whatever the biggest sort of performance area was was New Edition. So I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's a crazy show. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. It's it at was Disneyland. Insane. Yeah, at Disneyland. Can
1: I?" Um... I know we got to get to the other side, but I think the people that listen to this show need to understand something. And I know... that <laughs> I am old. you know. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, this is actually going to make both of us old. Both of us know why hip-hop concerts stopped happening at like Disneyland, Magic Mountain, and Knott's Berry Farm. You don't remember? Yeah. yeah. You, remember,
0: of, you know what I'm talking about? It's because of the Christian rap. <laughs>
1: The famous TLC crisscross oh. riot, Magic Mountain, Magic Mountain. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, no. This is. I think that it, was. I, I always feel like stuff like that is like the um, straw that broke the camel's back, though, because they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was trying to do any of that stuff. Well, no. Remember, remember, Magic Mountain had a club.
1: Okay. You know, remember that? Yeah, Magic Mountain had a club, like you, it, like a a. a if you were if you were there, I can't remember what it what it was called. Suge would remember, but it was it was a club. You could go, and teenagers, right, would be in there at this club, right? Like, so they were playing, like, and they was playing like hip hop music mixed in with whatever little thing was cool and corny at the time. And you was in there when you cross colors and wilding out, right? <laughs> so I remember because this is the, okay. You know what? You know what? Let's let's I got we gotta let people know if they're new to the show what they listen to. Let's get to the other side because we like halfway into the show. All right. And uh we'll probably get one topic, but I want to finish the story on the other side. Kev, you ready to get to the other side, man? Let's do it. Let's go. Rap sucks radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You are live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy, Trek Life, and your fam, Kev Sokota.
0: Professionally known as Kev Function.
1: Hey, <laughs> that milk carton. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of our show, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also catch us on your television on BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. Download the app or channel on your Roku or Amazon Fire devices. Or you can go to BTSN.watch, BTSN behind the scenes network we want in. And if you want to catch us on social media, it is at sucks Radio on Instagram, at sucks Radio on Threads, and RSR Podcast on Facebook. All right. Before we get into the topic, Kevin, let me finish the Mount the I was gonna say Mount Sack. The magic mountain <laughs> story. All right. So I've missed both, I missed two riots. <laughs> Traveling to see my grandmother up north. All right. so when the '92 riots jumped off, we were going to Oakland the next morning okay. to uh, to visit my uncle, uncles, and grand- and my grandmother. During the '92 riots, Taj pulled up to my house, my man Taj, and was like, "We going?" And my dad, I would never, my dad, I could have died right there with the look he gave me. And uh, we were getting ready to leave anyway. So I, I mean, not that I would have ever been allowed to go. <laughs> but if 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 we would have just been at a park, I would have been able to been at the riots and gotten in trouble for being there. Now, <laughs> the next thing is, the Magic Mountain, and I should have got to remind me of this because it was like, I might have been hanging out with Suge. We might have been in Vegas or whatever, but um, what I remember most about the Magic Mountain riots was that we were dying to go. Me and Shook wanted to go and couldn't go, right? I believe we went to Vegas with my family. I remember coming back to school. Remember those Bugs Bunny, uh, those Looney Tunes, like kind of hip hop shirts that they used with the Looney Tunes characters? Sure. I just remember a couple people at my school like selling the ones that they stole from (laughs) (laughs) Magical (laughs) Bible. Like,. I'm like, damn, this dude is selling the hip-hop Bugs Bunny tees. Apparently, if you guys aren't familiar with it, man, they, they wrecked Magic Mountain because they oversold the place. Like, they oh. oversold Magic Mountain. Everybody wants CTLC. They bum-rushed the show. Bum-rushed the gate. Started hopping fences. A whole riot took place. They started breaking into the stores. It just went down. Yeah, um, I have a vague
0: memory of that. That was That's crazy. Yeah.
1: And that was it. No more hip hop shows at uh, at any of the amusement parks. So at least, at least. I mean, I'm sure they've had something at Knott's Berry Farm because, I mean, where else are you gonna get stabbed? But the thing is, <laughs> it hasn't been you know advertised like it was, you know, back in the day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do they still do? Do they still do um, Halloween? Whatever they call it, the Halloween horror Not night. Not scary farm. Not, Not scary. scary farm. Yeah. 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 They, do, they still yeah. do. I yeah, can't believe did. that. Yeah. I can't believe no one gets like just, you know, even listen, a little poke. Oh
1: my god, someone gets in a fight every year. I got kicked out of that by the way. That's <laughs> a whole other story for another day. All right. check it out. <laughs> get <him. laughs> Let's get into the episode or at least one full topic if we if uh if we had the time to uh we'll jump into two, but right, title of this. <laughs> Yo, episode title. We still taking shots at NWA, though? <laughs> Just saying, right? Topic number one, man. Uh, D, topic uh, number one, the title is, D1 is the new KRS-One. Reason <laughs> reason is, D1 doesn't consider NWA, quote-unquote, legends, and he cites the glorification of violence and the disrespect of women. The source for this, get this source. Get this source, Kev. Mm. Hotnewshiphop.com. Word. I went, <laughs> right. I went. You know, come
0: well, on. Well, we made a mistake, you know. We were just a little bit little bit late because that's the that's the URL we were going after. <laughs> right? <laughs> we missed, we missed you out. Imagine?
1: You guys could be listening to Hot News Hip Hop right now and we, <laughs> we messed up. And I'm thinking like, as I'm looking for this, I'm like, all right, well, there's the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> there's, you know, in, you know, like New York Times, whatever. And then there's hot news hip hop, and I'm trying to figure out which of these quality sources I wanted to pull this information from. And hot news right. hip hop stood out, so I, I went ahead. And yeah. that. Cream um, rises to the top. It does. It does. Uh, players involved are D1, of course, and NWA, although they don't seem to actually be involved, right? Um, and I should add special ed because sheesh, man. All right, D1 says that NWA and any other any other Kev artists that have glorified trap. Glorified trap music, is what he called it, in quotes, uh, should not be considered legends. The Christian rapper explained his reasoning during an interview with The Art of Dialogue. He had been discussing Special Ed's previous comments on Drink Champs in which the rapper accused M- NWA of ushering in the age of destruction. This is D- These are D1's comments.
0: <clears throat>
1: what do we do with that? Once we acknowledge that you have contributed to the genre your whole career... And if we acknowledge that you contributed a bunch of negativity, a bunch of violence, a bunch of disrespect of women, what do we do? Do we call you a legend? Or is it like, wait, we don't need to call you no legend. I think that's calling I think that calling people legends in hip hop is also a force of what helps to perpetuate negativity, and that is the trick of the enemy. That's the devil's work at its finest. All right, Kev, he wasn't done. He he had more to say. He continued, we're going to make it to where y'all start to call people legends and immortalize people inside of hip hop. And the main thing, uh, excuse me, the main thing they've contributed is the glorification of violence, the disrespect of women, the glorification of drug uh, dealing and drug use. Like that's crazy. We need to take the legend status off of a lot of people who we call legends in hip hop. And that's going to hurt their ego, but that's going to help our community. From there one, from there on, he didn't stop Kev. D went <laughs> on to suggest going, huh? that man, D went on to suggest that any rapper who has glorified drug dealing and drug use can't be considered a legend. All right? Did he stop there, Kev? <laughs> no. He had a closing statement, which said, so all of the rappers who have glorified trap music, glorified trap music is what he's called. This should not be considered legends. I'm going to say it again. He said it again. <laughs> all the rappers who have glorified trap music should not be considered legends. That's just a
0: fact. <laughs> he said fact there. He said fact.
1: Yeah. So controversial uh, opinions like this have caused Joe Budden and others to label D one as a quote unquote clout chaser. Um. Yeah. There you go. Kev, take it away.
0: Well, i I was. My first reaction to this was that I was a little bit upset with you for even making me figure out who this guy was.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But but let's let's put it in perspective. First of all, didn't we talk about Special Ed? What Special Ed said? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Did. And it I was think- like, nah. What? I, Ultimately, I
1: we were like, "Nah, settle down."
0: Yeah, but I, I, I'd like to believe, and and I might be completely contradicting whatever I said then, but I'd like to think I gave him a little bit of.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were special ed. We weren't. We weren't. Yeah,
0: you know, like
1: we didn't smash the dude, but we mm. didn't, didn't agree with him either.
0: This, did you watch the? Did you watch the video of the interview? No, I didn't. No. Okay, didn't. so this is the thing, right? Because I. You know, I like to be thorough. I <laughs> like to keep it thorough. <laughs> Throw a TV at you crazy. All right. So I watched it. Was, if the video was longer than five minutes, I, or the, whatever YouTube I, the clip I saw was longer than five minutes, I, I definitely would not have watched 30 seconds of it. But I turned it on, and and I realized why it's a good idea that I did. Because just last week, I was willing to give deaf Yasin Bey a lot of, lot of grace in, okay. in not just what he said and his opinion, which agree or disagree, but sort of the situation he found himself in during the interview sure. unexpectedly, right? This one, to be honest, and I don't know, dude. He seems corny. I don't know any of his music, <laughs> although I'll get to the fact that I did listen to some of his music. Because mm-hmm. oh, also, Trek made a mistake. And Trek picked the topics we were going to discuss more than 10 minutes before we started recording. So I was oh, able yeah, to prepare. I gave you hours. Yeah. You did. Yeah. You had a, you uh, had but a, I prepared yeah. 10 minutes prior to when we started recording. Well, then so I'm <laughs> never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, he started, you know, because like you said, he was being asked if he agrees or disagrees with what Special Ed said, right? Which. Right. I don't know if he was expecting that but he didn't sound like he was. He kind of kind of got quiet and somewhat thoughtful much like most did on the interview mm-hmm. we talked about last week. Why don't we talk about other podcasts by the way. But anyway, um mm-hmm. but as he kept talking then you he would he didn't stop, right? And then he got on a roll and I think that's when he got to the point that that you know you were emphasizing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So but he's not a young dude. At first I was like, is this dude, you know, twenty two or whatever? Like he just doesn't know. He's not that young either. Mm-mm. Um he might he, he he said straight out that he did he wasn't experiencing it firsthand. So Sure. Um but also didn't necessarily out of hand disagree with everything he said, as a guy who is now, you know, in I'm in my early fifties. Right? Okay. And I, w- I did experience all that stuff. Um, there was a lot of other things he talked about, either in the interview or in the couple songs that I listened to. He is, a, you know, I just don't think he's a great MC. Hmm, that's interesting. A lot of people say he's pretty dope. He, he's not bad. He's okay. There's a he's lot okay. of Christian rap that's terrible. I happen to know, you know, we happen to know some of the better Christian yeah. rappers probably in the world. Yeah, Big you know, for. My man. <laughs> big
1: shout out to propaganda and and uh, outside of Christian rap. Big shout out to Silo. We've had
0: plenty of Christian rap conversations. So and, uh... so you know our <laughs> our view is probably skewed in a different direction than most people. But I I just you know he he's not whack. Yeah, I just didn't find him uh, you know super compelling as a as a his delivery and his his lyricism. Sure. That's my just my opinion, but. You know, he's also but he is a positive dude, right? And so a lot of what he was also putting this in the context of is just which I don't want to talk about, um, even though I do have opinions about it, is just the general arc of black African American history. Right? Okay. Sure. And so if you're gonna contextualize NWA in that conversation, you know, you're gonna you get you you're gonna have to get Pretty granular, and I don't know if you could do that on a three-minute podcast interview. Okay. Sure. Um, Another thing that I noticed in listening to three songs of his, two songs Mm -hmm. in a freestyle, Mm -hmm. in each of those three performances, Mm -hmm. he mentions Tupac. (laughs) And he's not—he's not saying that he's not like rhyming Tupac is not a legend with whatever that might rhyme with. in New Orleans Christian rap. So there, you know, so if if you're going to contra- you know, if you're going to make a statement like the state- statement that comes out then, you know, then if there's some contradiction in your own <laughs> music then, you know, you got you better get ahead of that. The yeah, other thing, sure. People who write headlines for podcasts aside from us are full of shit. And all of the headlines were way more sensationalistic than what actually took place. Sure. You know. Same thing with with the most deaf thing. All the headlines I saw were like, oh my god <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean he was I mean I don't want it okay, I don't want to go backtrack, but I'm going to. <laughs> whatever. you guys you guys are listening, so you, you trapped you're stuck here now and you can't turn it off. Like, don't think you could turn off whatever anyway. <laughs> No, to, to just take a step back to the most deaf thing. Um, I I resent the idea that he wasn't throwing shade at Drake. Like let's let's not pretend like there was no shade in this guy like I, it bothers me that people are acting like, no, he was just saying like come on, man. <laughs> Music I've, to shop to is shade. I, like it, that, there's no that way I have around it. I
0: have a okay, counter argument.
1: Go ahead. I'm listening.
0: Just like if you're going to rap about, and again, this is not Kevin Sokota speaking on the systemic uh, long term ill effects of drugs, poor policing and poverty in the African-American community in neighborhoods like South Central Los Angeles in various other communities around this country and around the world. That's not what I'm doing. But what I am going to say is if you're going to rap about uh, drug dealing and gangbanging in women mm-hmm. in a way that that casts whether it's a realistic light or a negative light on it, you better do it like Ice Cube. Right. If you're going to call somebody a pop rapper, you can't just say that. You have to say, his music is compatible with shopping at Target in Houston. Because that is what separates most deaf from whatever his Christian rap counterpart is. (laughs) Oh,
1: look. We like to, and, and this this is a collective we, We <laughs> like to take a long statement that has possibly three different intricacies within it and funnel it down to one thing. Most F Distrake. D one dist NW. <laughs> right? Like it's like like I said, and I, I don't want to go all the way through it, but like I said last week, the end of Most Deaf statement was was powerful. Now where, you know, what happens when this all crumbles down, right? right? And I'm like, well, we're, like I said, we're living it. This is what happens. But anyway, with D1, I don't agree with a single word that he said <laughs> in this. Like, not one word. And, and this is why. Um, look, man, you know, art is art, man it it in to to cast it and it needs to be positive is, is the same thing as glasses malone saying you can't be a hip hop if you're you're from the suburbs like to to say one needs to be positive or one needs to be negative or needs to be from this part or they need to have their tennis shoes on this way or you know um hip hop broke a lot of molds and a lot of those molds man maybe you want to see broken you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the exploitation. Um, you know, maybe it's something I wouldn't want to see, right? Um, but art is art, man. And yeah. and to to become these artistic dictators, right? Beyond gatekeepers, just this this sort of pharisaic... Thing that that often happens in hip hop Where now not only are we Gatekeeping The music itself The sound, what type of snare and kick And pattern one uses But we're also Gatekeeping Emotion um, Failure, ignorance, youth the The stupidity of being In your early 20s and late Teens, putting out records Like this is what you, this is art. This is, this is art. It's, and it, when you're 47, uh, 50, 55, and you're writing records that are correcting those records that you wrote when you were 18, that's art. Like the whole experience is not to be, the problem is, and this is not a problem, like, this is a human problem, not a hip hop problem, and probably more of a youth problem, is everything is so literal when it comes to, to a microphone with a beat behind it. Everything is literal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you are you know, I'm 15, younger than that. But, you know, I want to at least pretend like I have some type of common sense. But I'm 15, and, and you know, I'm singing a bitch is a bitch. Like, I know what that <laughs> whole situation. I don't know. I don't know any of this. You know what I mean? And I get older, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I, <laughs> that – but – from a beat and rhyming perspective, that song was hard as hell. Like I, I'm sorry, it was hard. Like mm-hmm. Dope Man was hard. It all these all the records themselves were hard. The content, we could start to shovel around and shuffle and and again be very pharisaic and 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 holy about what people were saying and the effect that it had on some versus others. But I mean, that's such a circular argument. It just you know, you're gonna have one dude stand up and go, I listened to NWA my whole life and now I'm a district attorney. And you gotta have another person stand up and go, Man, because I listened to NWA, I ended up doing twenty five to life for. <laughs> you know, it's it's like
0: Which would be <laughs> the dumbest thing exactly. anyone has ever heard in their
1: time. Exactly. Life. So you're you're not gonna you're not going to um to be able to to, and I, I understand pers- odds and percentages and and the sound of the soundtrack to different actions or whatever. Like, but man, man, I don't know. I I can't. I couldn't find a single word that came out of his mouth that I found any agreement. Like, nah. I'm talking about within. The, I, he said other things in the interview. I'm sure, but within the context of what we're talking about mm-hmm. and what we read on this show, I'm like. Mm. You know. Nah, you you gotta just go and let that one roll, bro.
0: Yeah, like I this I've seen you know the story. I saw the story in a couple different places, and then you 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 uh, put it on the agenda for the for our uh, TED talk today. So I I dug <laughs> and I was like, what you know what has this guy done? And because he's because you know I f- realized that he's not a because he he looks very young, right? Mm-hmm. But I realized he's not that young, and he he's done a couple projects with the uh, the homie Merce. So yeah, you know who yeah. doesn't truck yeah. too much nonsense, um, yeah. you know as a just a, as a collaborator, I know that for a fact. So I was like, all right. So let me ju- let's let's let I'm gonna I'm gonna offer a positive note here, okay? Sure. Okay. So okay. the proper response his the proper response he should have given when he was asked the question. Here, you play the part of the interviewer. I'll I'll play the part of Christian rapper uh, D One.
1: What was the specific question? What did he think about uh, Special Eds? Okay, Kev, what did you think about? Um, special ed statements about NWA on Drink Champs.
0: Judge not, lest you be judged. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> would you I like would to buy a Bugs Bunny T-shirt?
1: If you, if you, if <laughs> I'm asked the same question. I'm, I'm probably given the answer that I gave Nail with less. Like I'm just basically saying. Look, man.
0: You know what I mean? It. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you gonna go back and blame uh, uh, what, Blowfly or Iceberg <laughs> Slim? Are you you going back and blaming Clarence Carter? Or, like, are you blaming them for starting NWA on the path of destruction?
1: I mean, you're
0: you're not Red Fox. Who you, who else are you gonna throw under the bus?
1: There's so much about the origins of hip-hop in various cities. And, and we have to – we can um always be very imaginative, right, about, like, the small areas, the small cities, the small unknown. You know, there's rappers from Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? There's an origin story to their experience. I, I say this, like, probably every 12th episode, <laughs> every every fifth episode, honestly, like – I'm always interested in the origin story of hip-hop in people's neighborhoods.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's lost on many people about the origin of hip-hop in LA was that it wasn't gangster initially. You know what I'm saying? But that's what was happening. You know what I'm saying? It It's not as though I, – I think a lot of people think like, okay – LA started rapping, and they was like, "Crips." The, from day one, I'm like, "No, man! Like, you you're not looking at the total origin story of LA hip hop." Oh, no, I
0: haven't encountered that. I, I mean, not that I hear,
1: would, but I'm, the cursory. My thing is, I I can't. Big you shout mean, out to you. I
0: mean, I know it's true because people started banging in in other cities after the fact. Sure,
1: after the fact, <laughs> but it it wasn't. It wasn't because of records. It was because of dope. But, right, like Banging and Lil Rock didn't happen because they was like, oh, look at N.W.A. Banging the Lil Rock happened because m- people moved dope to <laughs> to Lil Rock, moved their dope sales to Lil Rock in gang's form to, to, to you know, in that regard. But listen, big shout out to you, big shout out to to Fizz, big shout out to Omega, big shout out to Saiba. I can't trust y'all um, – as like I can't hold y'all opinions as the true voice of the of, of the consumer that's gonna consume these these most deaf articles, these D1 words. You guys have an intimate knowledge and understanding of the music and care about the craft. The average hip hop listener is cursory. You know what I'm saying? Even the unwashed fatigue dudes were cursory. They only listened to their one little thing. You know what I'm saying? They were in okay. I'm Wu Tang fan. I'm into Wu Tang. Everything that sounds like Wu Tang. The only dope hip hop is stuff that sounds in the same vein as Wu Tang, right? And we'll beer over to Gang Star and, and Tribe might be too soft for some some of those people, right? But then you have the people who grew up on Tribe, right? And they had the really cool uh, Air Max and they danced. And they wore a lot of really bright colors, and the only hip hop they understood was hip hop that edged on the positive, right? Oh, that's hip hop. Oh, Common's more hip hop than, uh, you know, Cam, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but we listen to all of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we yeah. have a, a better perspective and understanding of like what this, what these records meant. We we know we we had the privilege and honor of being around some of these artists, being part of some of their their movements, making work, making music on our own. We have a, an intimate understanding of of the art where it comes from, why it's been being produced in certain ways, et cetera. That's my problem with D one statement.
0: Well, and, and guess you what? You know what I'm saying. You better get used to it because I think the the period that we are going through now, and I, it's been going on for a while is um watching the the history and the the legacy the watching the legacy be steered and watching the history to a certain extent being um touched up edited rewritten in some cases mm-hmm. um but you know oftentimes altered from the actual sure. fact right um so you know, you either have to speak up and but it's also to your point, yeah, no. if 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 we don't if you're right and the average listener is is an income poop, then you know <laughs> how how worthwhile is it to try and in
1: They're only fix it? Well it it's it, it's it's already over. <laughs> Look, it's over. And no, I don't I don't I'm not not backing off. It's over. And it was over it was over the minute that we all refused to see the the art outside of our own lens, you know what I'm saying? It, whether that was West Coast or East Coast, or whether that was oh only listening to stuff that comes from Project Blow, that's the only good music, or like I said, or Wu Tang or Gangster Rap was the only the, the very the very second that we started really 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 compartmentalizing because that's not the era we grew up in, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We grew yeah. up in an era where where shoot man I I'm that we, they, they went from second to none to Paris, but the devil made me do it at parties that I was listening. That I was at mm-hmm. right? So once the more compartmentalized this got, the more it was like, okay, you can only listen to rap that has dashikis and smells like nonchapa. Like, <laughs> it was like, all right, well, we're, we're, we're losing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, I could go on and on and on. My, my, my whole thing is. Um, to discredit a human being for being a human being, no matter how much you dislike their decision making or, or opinions, is is in music. You know, look, just just don't listen to it. But to be like, it's not legendary when they had did accomplish quite a few legendary things. And Ice Cube, out of all of that, Ice Cube. We can talk about Dre, but Ice Cube is a legend. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? hmm Um yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's it it hurts, might hurt, but it, it's still dope. You
0: know yeah, I mean? yeah, that and that's the the key thing, you know. Cause I find that um my attitude toward this type of question has or or my reaction to anyone's answer to this this kind of question has has changed as I've gotten older and, and so hopefully a little bit more mature, you know what I mean? Just as I would imagine that Cube or Ren or, you know, any Too Short, any of these dudes' attitudes towards the things that they said in their youth as as young artists that were considered on the more controversial side, I, I mean, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I would imagine that their attitudes toward those things has changed as, as they've had daughters and you know what I mean? uh granddaughters in some cases yeah. you know what i'm saying and 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 um that's that's just what happens if you're if you're doing it right if you're lucky and you live long enough to grow up you know so i mean i definitely have a different outlook on how i felt about like see dolores tucker or sure calvin butts you know yeah um you know, hope again, hopefully for the better. But at the same time, I still disagree. It's just it's but it is what it is. We we disagree on things, you know what I'm saying? And like and we all have to get better at at at, at um figuring out how to how to deal with that. Because if you if you if I don't like something, I want to get rid of it. Usually, you know, if it's one on one, maybe we can handle it. But generally speaking, you ain't gonna get rid of NWA. And so you're definitely not going to do it when I can turn around and hear you, you know, comparing Tupac to God in every video that you have.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's some lines just individually, like, listening to Liquid Swords. And I just realized that I forgot that he said, you know, he got and something and got shot on the set like Brandon Lee. Like, that's a whole <laughs> line, boy. Like... <laughs> That's mean, yo. That's absolutely mean. <laughs> that's mean. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, look, it's it's not promoting negativity, but it's a horribly mean line. <laughs> like, God, dog. You know what I mean? Um, uh, or you know, whole career in trash like Brenda's baby. Like, <laughs> oof. you know what I mean? Whatever. I mean, that was me. That wasn't a, that wasn't just a, But still, it's a mean line. You know what I mean? All right. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. <laughs> By the way, man, big shout out to my man Dave, who I got to bring on the show because he, he feels like I took a shot at him. Oh. Uh, in the last episode, he hit me up. So check out Just Give Me Five, which is the name of his show. And uh, I'm going to bring him on to the show to defend himself on the Cat Williams, Bernie Mac comment that I made. Because he was one of the few people that had said something like that. Wait, now, tell, okay,
0: tell me tell tell us again what, what did what did he say? I said? was saying I, and, I and a accurate. friend of mine a friend
1: uh-huh. of mine, which was him, said <laughs> <laughs> But see, I didn't want to I didn't want to shade him by throwing up just dude name, right? So I said a friend <laughs> of mine was saying that uh when he got older, when he passes away, he hopes his friends defend him like Cat Williams defended Bernie Mac.
0: Oh, right. right. And I said,
1: "Yeah, six hundred years after you die, yeah, but for a personal gain, you don't. You want better friends than that? I'm not backing down off of that statement whatsoever. But I do not mind having my man jump onto the show for five or so minutes. Something that we might want to do." You know probably like 10, 20 minutes, but something we might do this year anyway with a couple of different people that we cool don't mind talking to so so yes, the shot was shots fired <laughs> not backing down from the heat, <laughs> and now shots fired with your name attached. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all thank y'all for tuning in man we appreciate each and every one of y'all big shout out to my man Dave that's my guy though yeah. straight up wait real um, quick
0: though also I just read something could have been an uh, exaggerated headline but did Kat record a rap back at um, somebody I don't who know. rapped I at him oh it, Luda Luda rapped at him did
1: he oh yeah 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 well yeah he, yeah he kicked a little tiny bird I hate I'm sorry okay I'm gonna conclude the show I'm sorry I hate the uh fans that are saying you knew these dudes was guilty because they're responding. I I just I cannot get over how stupid you guys are. Yeah, you said that last week. Yeah. And I just it's it's it hurts you guys are so stupid that it has to hurt you to walk. Like you have to be in pain thinking like, Oh, oh I'm gonna pay this bill and it's twenty seven dollars and I have twenty eight. Do I have enough money? That's you. That's you. That's how dumb you guys sound and look. Like, oh, you guys are so dumb. Just cover your kids' ears, please. You guys are fucking idiots, yeah. man. Like, God, dude. Oh, just disgusting.
0: Oh. Oh. On uh, this week's episode of Rap Sex Radio, the part of Joe Budden will be played by Trek Life. <laughs>
1: Just throw your th- throw your entire thought processes in the trash. <laughs> Start over. Ball up whatever your brain can, when you when you thumb it out on the internet. <laughs> like throw your brain. Ball it up. You know what I mean? And, and just Okay. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. This has been Rap Six Radio. I am your homeboy Trek Life. And that dude over there, that's your fam Kev Sakoda, man. That's right. <laughs> Oh man, catch us or ra- catch us at Rapsucks Radio on Threads, um, at Rapsucks Radio on Instagram, RSR Podcast on Facebook, and go to rapsucksradio if you want to catch any of our past episodes. We are out of here. Like last year, on the count of three, we say peace. One, two, three, peace. Peace. We out, y'all.